Video Gamer Podcast number 390 commenceth. Hello there, dear listeners. And hello there to Richmond Hawker. Hello. How is it going? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, yeah. I'm looking at my sound levels, and oh, it yeah. looks like they're a bit high. So You don't sound like... You You sort of sound... You sound um, like yeah. you're speaking in a kind of hushed tone, I suppose. Well, that, I'm trying to do that right now until I turn sure. it down. So, Josh, I'm just going to turn my sound <laughs> levels down slightly <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. This is good, this. I mean, we always like to give the listeners a sort of bit, you know, a bit of flavour. You know, like, it, show them the human element. We're yeah. not perfect. They, they, no. they think, obviously, that we're a slickly oiled machine. You know, we're not. Sort of we're not. Consumer pro. But it may stagger you to find out that, in fact, uh, we're not. You know, we are... Um, well, ded- dedicated amateurs, students of the game. Well, you know. we're so focused on playing the games and living the video games. We don't living, have time for yeah. things like sound settings on podcasts. I, I know. To I be know. fair, it's... I've done it on the fly now, and I, I blame the software <laughs> because I didn't do that. That's that's yeah. done it itself. That's not my fault. I'm not. I'm not taking the rap for that shit. We we could slag them off live on air. Um, but, but we're too, shame. We're too professional for that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the bottom line, we don't have time for sound levels. Do you know what I mean? There's more. There's important things going on. So yeah. our attention is is on the games, playing the games, living the life. Exactly. Exactly. I exactly. Agree. And we've played uh, lots I... of games this week, haven't we? <clears throat> Played a shitload, mate. It doesn't mm. really stop at the minute. Everything's turbo. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's how we want it, I suppose. Um, I will have give you, you a little um, life. Uh, oh, go on. I was going to say. Have you had any time for movies? No time for movies, um, but I did... What did I watch? I can't remember what I bloody watched. Oh, I can. I watched um, the first <clears throat> the first few episodes of Episodes, the thing uh, with Tamsin yeah. Gregg and... Uh, Stephen and, uh, Mangan good. and Stephen, Matt Stephen LeBlanc. Mangan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. I need to go back I to watched... that. I watched the first series and I never went back to it. I don't know why. Because it was mm. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny, like, like really mm. funny, mm-hmm. and um, everyone in it's just like really good at, w- at what they do at their yeah. little role. Very, very well cast. Yeah. And plus, it's half an hour, so you know. Thank you very much. Yeah, that seems uh, to be a rare thing these days. The kind of uh, short twenty to thirty minute episode. I watched. Um, yeah. I think you should leave again on Netflix because I fancy oh, just a that- bit of silly sketch comedy. Right, right. And uh, each episode's like seventeen minutes. Ooh, that's great. So it's just a few that's sketches really, and it's really just good. yeah, boom, make you laugh, in, out, F- done. F- films are the same bloody way, man. I wish I wish films, like, the, you know, the campaign for 90-minute movies needs to come mm. back. I mean, oh, Jesus sure. Christ. I you watched know, um, I Night Moves, the Gene Hackman oh, movie. Oh, that's, that's, that's a cracker. What a mm. film. Not what I was what expecting at all. No. Very no. odd. But, um, yeah, not, good, not, good film. Um, not to be confused, of course, with uh, the night moves that came out in, like, 2014, 15, yeah. with Jesse Eisenberg, which Indeed. was about, like, eco-terrorists, which is also a good movie, an interesting movie, but just yeah. the same name. Well, I was just craving um, some Gene Hackman, because, yeah. you know, when was well, last time not. Gene Hackman was in a film? Was it The Royal Tenenbaums, or...? Yes, I think it was. I think That's... he retired sort of early in the yeah. in the millennium. Yeah. Well, he's ninety now. He is. Yeah, he's getting on in years. He, mm. He's a great actor. He really he is. is great. He's, he's uh, great. I got a lot of time for Hackman. 
Yeah. Yeah, mm. so do I. I'll tell you what else I've got a lot of time. Well, no, actually, that's not fair. I'll tell you what I've got, like, a certain amount of time for. Yeah. And then, actually, at other times, very little time at all. Um, the Quality Street. I recently, <laughs> uh, a friend, a flatmate of mine brought, yeah. brought back some uh, some Quality Street in, like, one of the big bags of it. A and, bag? You know, I'm a fa- Yeah, it's weird. It's like it's in a big bag. It's like it came you in get more. Well, I think traditionally it does, and then also it comes in those little cardboard boxes. But anyway, they've added uh, a bag to the mix now. and um, Maybe that's so you can top up your tin, so you don't have to keep buying <laughs> yeah. a tin. Actually, that's, you're probably, yeah, you're probably right. It probably is because of that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I always mix up Roses and Quality Street. And roses are quite Cadbury. funny. Roses are Cadbury. But I mean, what I mean is, is that I mix up like... The, 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 the actual chocolates and it turns out that like every chocolate I was thinking of was actually Quality Street like I, like I kept going oh yeah the green triangle ones and it's like yeah. oh yeah that's Quality Street and then I was like oh well what about the long gold one it's like yeah yeah that's Quality Street yeah. so I'm like well what the fuck is what's roses then what are roses roses then? is oh, like your, your, your sort of strawberry cream your orange cream in it and but your, they're um, in they're in Quality Street though, yeah strawberry there is cream. some overlap uh, um, yeah, maybe the roses are slightly less distinctive. I think I think they might be, you know, because mm. also Quality Street have the colours on their side. A rose is like coloured different things. Yeah, but they're not as kind of established. Like, I think they keep changing. Yeah. Fair play, but it's all about the gold pennies. Just a little lovely penny of toffee. See, for me, I'm a populist with the, oh, the yeah. purple hazelnut caramel. Oh, that one's that one's a that's a really really they're good one. I love go. that one. Mm, I do, no, I do love that. I love that. I love the gold coin, and I and I rinsed the. Um, there's one which is just brilliant. It's just a little golden cup, just filled with caramel. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you're onto a winner there. You're onto a winner. Is that the one that's just... shaped like a little keg? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Is that no, roses? You see, I think you've done it. I think I see. I re- it's funny you said that because I re- I believe it's a little barrel, isn't it? I remember that one, and I think that that's roses. Right. Oh, whereas, the confusion. It's a minefield. It's a minefield. Whereas Quality Street does have a golden one. It looks more like a sort of little a little mound, a little yeah. sort of you know sort of like circular tubular mound but it's right. filled with caramel so do you know what's you know. great about this chat is that it's topical because christmas is coming yes. and most households will have themselves uh, roses or a quality street tin <laughs> yeah 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 do you know what sucks Definitely. though Go i on. can't have any of that i can't have oh, any of man. it no sugar for you well no sugar no milk uh, vegan stuff they need to come out yeah. with some proper good vegan chocolate cadbury's should be working on this and it annoys yeah. me. I want a vegan dairy milk that I can have. Please. <laughs> Seems like a contradiction in Well, terms. Galaxy have done one, but it's it's no good. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a vegan thing that's that's sort of been uh, an ample or even approach to a decent substitute ah, for the thing see. it's trying to mimic. I mean, I, oh, no, I, I say that meaning sweet things, by the way. I know there are all sorts of, um, yeah. you know, like your vegan sausage roll and your who'sy what's it's, but yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Never, I've never eaten a vegan thing and and someone's told me it's vegan and, I, and I've gone, really? Like, it's always pretty clear that you're not having, you know. I, say, I, I had something that was vegan and I it really didn't taste like it was. It tasted like the real thing. I can't remember oh, what it was now. And I was, like, blown away. Uh, Uh, i don't know anyway there are there are some alternatives out there that are genuinely good 
I uh, have just gotten the turkey and trimming. Tesco's. A, we're into the season of the festive sandwiches at Tesco, by the way. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm all over the turkey and trimmings. Just to put that out there, sure. I, I love it. I always say I wish they'd do it the year round, but I think deep down in my heart, I know that I'm glad that, that it's limited edition. You know, because I think you probably would get bored of it. Yeah. And there's that sort of, that, that veneer of romantic kind of, oh, it's the Christmas sandwich. And I've also got uh, mince pies and you, You're uh, in some full crimbus, crimbus mode. <laughs> crimbus, yeah. And, and I, um, single what? Uh, I got some single cream um, oh, so okay. I can put the mince pies in the microwave and then pop a bit of single cream on there. My, um, my cousin used to eat pots of brandy butter just with a spoon. <laughs> Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> That's really nuts. That. Yeah, yeah, vile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should uh, we should talk about some some uh, some other stuff as well. By the way, we we got you know we, we we've had a uh, we've had a sort of busy. W- there's been a quite a chunk of news. We got some serious news this week. By the way, you know the news I'm talking about. Um, do I? Come on. Yeah, big time. Oh God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've both also been playing an awful lot of stuff. So I'm going to give you a little jingle right there, and uh, and we'll jump right in. Excellent. I'm a big fan of that. This week, uh, well, you've got your, you've got your PS5, so you love it. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, and you played Astro's Playroom, which I chewed your ear off about last week. Yes. And then you, I sort of said, look, because you were sort of saying, look, I'm not excited about the next gen. And I said, look, just give Astro's yeah. Playroom a little play. You know, yeah. Wait till you get your. How are you feeling? Oh, mate, you were you were dead <laughs> right. You're right, and I'm pretty sure some of your words were echoing in my ears while I was writing the review. So if you if you read the review back and it sounds familiar, it's probably because of that. Yeah, this is the danger of a. Uh, mm. It's like that movie, The Big Lebowski. But I, I do that when people just say stuff and it just goes in this, my head, and I end this up aggression saying, "Will not stand, man." This unchecked, unchecked aggression will not stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a very nice review, by the way. Check out Rich's Thanks. review on uh, PlayStationTrophies.org. Check out Josh's uh, also on VideoGamer.com. Very oh, different well, reviews, very but equally. They are. Um, do you know what they really are? Glowing. We took a different. Well, we, we arrived at a similar thing, mm-hmm. but we got there in really different different ways. Uh, but so I don't know. Talk to me a little bit about because so well. First of all, I'll set it up for people who don't know. And I suppose if you've just bought yourself a PS5, you probably will know. Uh, it's a little little. Oh, I set it up last week anyway. You know, comes included yeah. pre-installed on the machine. Yeah. Little robot fella. He's running about inside an imaginary PS5 throughout its various different uh, fantastical chambers. Things like SSD speedway memory meadows mm-hmm. you know cooling all that sort of stuff it's like a kind of romanticized look at hardware little robot fella running around you sort of classic platforming action only it's all designed around the controller um, yeah. so what 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 are your thoughts this week having had a little bit a little bit of time uh, talk to me about astro talk to me a little bit about dual sense as well because obviously yeah. last week a lot of what i was Oh, I must have sounded like a jabbering fool a lot of it was just hyperbolic sort of madness really because i was just in love with that game but yeah 
Your well, turn now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to sound like a jabbering maniac. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. The dual sense is one of those things you read about. The haptic yeah. feedback, adaptive triggers, and you're like, <laughs> all right, sure, whatever. It sounds like a load of gimmicky bullshit, but yes. okay. And when you fire up Astro's Playroom, immediately, it's like, okay, I, I get it. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, a game yeah. changer. This controller is, is amazing. It's yeah, so good. Yeah. Just the resistance on the triggers. Right. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, resist- and like- well, and like trying to trying to get the like it's weird how one of the little things that Astro does, you've got a little rocket ship and yeah. the triggers control the rockets. But isn't it funny how the triggers on on, on like uh, one moment will, will feel just like a rocket. Like mm-hmm. it's really it's really All weird. Right. And then another another moment they'll they'll very very sort of uh evocatively just kind of become a bow and arrow at the yeah. same time. Like it's, it's amazing. weird. That- different things they can do well it's like um i can get enough of pulling the little exposed flexes that are popping yeah. out of walls and stuff <laughs> yeah pulling yeah, on those sure. and then they pop out it's, uh, yeah love that just the feeling it's, re- it's lovely isn't it yeah it's really it's lovely and i i really loved um the the weather it's crazy that mm. they there's like one level where it's just high wind yeah it's really and one cool. of the things that you notice is like the haptics uh, which is, I think, a different because traditional rumble is just like spinning rotors inside like a, a rubber chamber yeah. that causes vibrations throughout the whole controller. And they can do different things with that. They can rotate them at different speeds and stuff. But haptic seems to be a lot more precise. And one of the things that it can do a really sort of thin, tingly feeling in the controller, which is just like when there's a wind blowing or when you're walking through grass. Or the pitter patter of rain on on uh, Astro's little umbrella that pops out on of his, his head. L- little umbrella head. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it's also, uh, it's also just a really kind of self-indulgent look back at Sony's hardware as well, which for me and I imagine yeah. for you as well would have would was it made me almost tear up at certain. But I was so it was yeah. so, it's such a it's a pathetic thing really. But it just it it's nostalgic, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, attaching feelings and memories to pieces of plastic. But <laughs> you're right. I mean that yeah. that PlayStation Labo area as you kind of inhabit it with more and more things, you're like, oh, I had that. Yeah, or, yeah, I'd yeah. forgotten about that. I forgot about all the attachments you could get for your PSP, like the silly GPS thing. I had it all. And all that. It's like... Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and do you know what made me even more kind of amazed mm. was how much of this shit I still have in my house. <laughs> I'm like, I could probably recreate this PlayStation Labo in, <laughs> yeah, in one of my could. rooms. That labo is pretty much your living room, yeah. actually. Yeah, you've got a, a, a mad collection, haven't you? Hey, do you know what I I'm, I would like to see before I die? <laughs> I would really like to see in real life and preferably be able to touch with my hand the blue stand for the PlayStation Two because yes. I'm convinced it's just a myth. It just I never no, met anyone no. who actually had it. Uh, I remember seeing it well because they were so expensive. The PlayStation mm. Two stood up perfectly fine on its own. And if I you know. wanted to buy a stand, it was like maybe twenty, thirty pounds, something silly. So no one mm. ever bought one because no, no. why would you? <laughs> why would I, I mean, you do I it? I read, I read yeah. that it's a design thing. It was supposed to be something like Earth floating on water or something like that because it was oh blue on black on blue. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and I was yeah. like, that's nice and it looks great, but I'm not paying twenty quid or whatever for a stand. No, no, Sod no, that. thank you. I no, might try an eBay le- one. Leave. Yeah, I do. I do, I would like one. I spent a good. Because uh, I played through it, and then my flatmate was played through it <clears throat> in a, in a single sitting, 
And I was yeah. just watching him. And apart from being just like a really nice platformer, a really mm-hmm. sort of precise, beautifully made, sort of simple platformer that's really, really lovely to play. And of course, you've got the stuff with the controller, which makes it interesting and makes you kind of feel things in a yeah. new way. But it also, we sort of spent about about half an hour to an hour after he had he'd gotten every single collectible and oh, wow. we were just lo- we were just looking around the PlayStation Labo with like a complete collection and, and just sort of well really i guess just reminiscing just like oh mm. you know i had that and oh, i remember when i got this for christmas and yeah you know you kind of look around and because it, it makes you compare the eras as well like for me the most exciting kind of audacious era was the PS3 because they, they they put it on a sort of play mat, don't they? And so it's yeah. got like a little a little quadrant for the PS3 and then the PS4. We sort of came to the conclusion that the most exciting and sort of and sort of mad one was the PS3 because it mm-hmm. had all the bonkers PSP stuff with the PSP GPS peripherals and all yeah. that sort of stuff and the Vita and that. And then kind of uh, Sony's pomp, wasn't it? An accessory that was for when everything. Yeah, like post PS2, post like on top of the world success, and mm-hmm. they just kind of go a little bit nutty that generation. Yeah, uh, but yeah, including that glorious uh, slim PS3 that until I started working here, I like when I saw it in the studio downstairs, like that PS3 with the like the sliding mechanism. Oh no, I hate the- that thing. I really love. Th- it looks like something from like the nineteen seventies. It's it got feels the weird, so lightweight and plasticky. It is very, yeah, yeah. I don't know for some reason. Also, is it? Is it? Do you push the thing and it slides itself? No, no, no. You you physically slide it across. I thought so because I slid it across, and um, because it wasn't plugged in, of course. But then on Astros, if you get your Astro to thump the little ejector thing, oh yeah, it sort of slides across itself. And then I thought, oh, maybe it was mechanized, but actually, it wasn't. It was just you know. <laughs> no, no. This is just what happens. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, Astros, you um, you're loving it. Yeah, I, I would say if you if you're getting a PS5 or if you've got one, definitely, definitely don't overlook it because it's easy to overlook. It's like oh, it's just some packing gimmicky mm. thing. I, I'm yeah. not going to bother with that. Big mistake. Definitely yeah. bother with it. It's really it sh- really good. Yeah, it should be the first thing that you play, and it's great that. There is a number one that there is a pack-in game because that's not a given and hasn't been a given for a while, really. Well, it was with PS4. You had um, the Playroom, which was oh, actually, Astro yeah, thing. which was that was when Astro started, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Did they have one? Did they have a pack-in thing for PS3? No. Uh, oh no! Hold on, wasn't there the Rubber Duck tech demo thing? The I Rubber Duck. No. Was I that remember that being thing? a tech demo, but I don't think that was included with the thing. And I don't remember there was nothing with the PS2 as well, was there? Um, no, you just got a demo disc in the box, didn't you? Same yeah. with PS1. PS1, you got a demo disc in the box, and you got the T Rex and the the the, the Manta Ray. Yeah. Tech demos, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but it's not only a packing game. It's actually, and this is indicative because uh, of just the generation that we live in now, of just, oh, I've just bought a new thing. Mm. Oh, I can't play it for eight hours, though, because it has to download. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's a really nice thing because it's just pre-installed. And it even says the first time you turn on the, the PS5, it's like, what would you like to start downloading in the background? Yeah. And yeah, then you, you kind of set it. Sling a disc in, can't you? Or <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hop in Astro. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Oh, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, really like it. Can I also just say for the record, everyone's mm. saying the PS5 is really ugly. Mm. I've got it 
horizontally under my mm. TV, and while it is kind of garish and huge and imposing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. Mm. And there's kind of a slight undulation and kind of twist to the shape yeah, of the body is. that <laughs> yeah. kind of looks nice when it's the light hits it right. <laughs> it does, it does. Now I'm, a, I'm, a, I have to say I'm a sucker for. I wrote about it in my in my review. It's a really divisive one, and also in my Astros review, I kind of wrote about the. It's the closest to the PS3. It's it's the closest to because they've just had a really dominant generation with the PS4, and yeah. it's always like when Sony gets a little bit arrogant. Mm-hmm. A little bit sort of full of itself. It's like, yeah, we're going to do a, a fucking crazy machine. And it is outrageous and it's big and it and it's shaped very strangely. But there's lots of little touches about it that just drive me wild. Like I love the way that the <laughs> face button, like the inside of the, of the white uh, cover of the PS3 is if you look at it really closely, it's covered in really, really tiny symbols of the face buttons. Did you say PS3? Uh, five. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say PS3? Uh, yeah. Um, I meant yeah, five. I know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? The little texturized kind of little thing, tiny little but... face buttons, and like the pl- the logo is like cut out of the thing as well, which is. I was a nice thinking touch. about the the whole the whole face button thing, and mm. how that's genius branding because there's no other console that has those those distinctive face buttons immediately that's identifiable. <clears throat> Yes, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. transcends like nothing else, of course. It transcends languages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is why, I suppose, I, I can't remember if I've said this before, it's why I, I suppose it should be cross rather than X because well, yeah. it doesn't actually denote the letter X. But I'm never going to say cross. No. I mean, you know, they can, they can they can ask me to say that until the cows come home, but it ain't <laughs> going to happen. No. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I uh, played Black Ops. Yeah. Black Ops Cold War, which you told me to play, and you were right because it's um, it, it's a really it's a fun, silly, bonkers mm-hmm. COD campaign. But I've got some thoughts on this. Thought number one: yeah. um, I played it on PS Five. The Dual Sense is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, squeezing a, like a trigger until you hit the the bite point on the trigger. Yeah, just kind of resting your finger. So that you're already half squeezing, then going down scope and just like squeezing until it clicks and gives way. That's mental. That's mm. really, really special. And it's crazy how like a little kind of lightweight Uzi feels totally different to like an assault rifle. Feels totally different to a shotgun. You know, like like that aspect of it is really impressive. Yeah. Um. But even at, just outside of that, just to, like as a Call of Duty, mm-hmm. you were so right uh, last week. Uh, and, and in one sense, it makes me sad that you were right. And then in another <laughs> sense, it sort of makes me kind of happy. And because w- basically what you said was, you know, this is this is where we're going now to get our slice of espionage, to get our slice of, yeah. you know, thrillers, kind of straight, non-magical, you know, thriller games, mm-hmm. for want of a better word, I suppose. Um, and I was playing the 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 early mission when you're you're in uh, Berlin. I won't bother people. You know, it's a COD campaign. It's set during an alternate. You know, it's set in 1981, Cold War. Reagan's there. America's doing its doing its big blowy uppy Michael Bay thing. But, but but there's a thing where you're in Berlin. Yeah. And it's not afraid to just to just take it really slow. You know, you have to go into a pub. 
and meet a, a, your contact who you're told has a blue umbrella. And then you sit down at the table and you've got a little cigarette packet, which yeah. is actually a parabolic microphone. And you sort of pull an exposed cigarette out and point it at a table on the other side of the room to listen in on a conversation. And I'm thinking to myself, this is absolutely everything that I want. Yeah. And I'm getting it from, from the new Call of Duty. Oh, that's mad. And at first, I was sort of sad and I thought... What what you know? What a state of affairs that I'm actually going to Call of Duty to get my fix of espionage. That that doesn't bode well for the genre. But then on the other side, I thought, well, hey, you know, hang on a minute. Uh, they're doing it really well. Yeah, it's really atmospheric. The, obviously, it's Call of Duty, so you know it's glossy. It's good. There's not going to be you know. There's no technical pro. It runs like a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, super high speed, super like you know laminated and oiled up, and it's just glossy and slick. Um, and they're choosing to do downtime. They're choosing to do espionage, sneaking into places, you know, hacking computers and stuff. Did you finish couldn't, the campaign? Couldn't believe then? it. I did. Yeah. I, oh, so, yeah. yeah. I was going to talk. Uh, yeah. Should we talk about? Should we spoiler warning and talk about the ending? Or I don't think I we should talk to... about the ending necessarily. But I was going to say, what did you make of the kind of KGB infiltration mission? Oh, in the uh, the Lubyanka building. Yeah. That that was great. That was really, right. really, really good. I loved that. And you know what? If they... I love Hitman. I love current Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, I love any Hitman. Anything Agent 47, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. However, part of me uh, really misses... Uh, when it when it wasn't a ridiculously massive sandbox and they didn't ask you to endlessly replay the thing, when it was a nice, slightly smaller area that was mm-hmm. open, but that just that encouraged... And it didn't have too many things in it, but it had enough different options to give you some nice variety. That level in the Lubyanka building where you're just... You're going around, going into the records room, mm-hmm. stealing a folder, and you bring up the map, you set where you want to go for your side <clears throat> objective, and it points you there. It's very, very simple. It's not going to challenge you for long. But I had real fun doing like that, yeah. and I sort of felt, oh, this is great. This is kind of sneaking around. It someone should do this as a you know as a game yeah. i guess as a <laughs> then i thought well they have and it's called black ops cold war so yeah. you know and, and i loved that that was kind of a, a, a relatively open ended thing where you could decide your approach like yeah. how are you going to how are you going to secure this objective how are you going to do this thing yeah and there's loads yeah, of yeah. little different choices and it's it's great it's so refreshing it's to have that kind of freedom in a Call of Duty game as well. I know, I know. And it's easy to overlook it because it's like, oh, it's Call of Duty again, oh, another year, another Call of Duty. But no, yeah. it's good, and I like where they're going with it. So do I, so do I. Now, I will say, you know, without giving uh, too much away, uh, it does lose its way in the back, uh, the last sort of quarter to a th- it, ju- it just does that classic Black Ops thing where it's like, we're going to go fucking nuts in the, in the, yeah. in the last act and it's all going to go trippy and mad. You don't, you're not going to know what's going I did on. Kinda, I kind of got a kick out of that as well, though. Because you, you can fight against it, can't you? You can, and I resisted it for, yeah, me for too. Like, as the longest time that I could. Oh, I ran it through uh, to its conclusion. Yeah, so do I, I got an achievement for it, yeah, actually, same. For, for resisting <laughs> yeah. it all the way. Um, and it's you know it's clever it, I tell you what it's a hell of a lot less stressful than the original Black Ops which uh, I just had to stop playing I mean the game mm. was giving me a headache everyone just screaming about these numbers endlessly <laughs> I had no idea what was going on there but this one it's it's good stuff it you know 
it runs the sort of gamut of the Cold War. You've got the sort of the Vietnam flashback, yeah, creeping around in Berlin, stuff in yeah. in, in in Moscow. You know, it's all over the place, and it's good. Plus, really good safe house. Yes, I like the safe, safe house. house. Yeah, love it, love it. Game yeah. safe houses in games. Now mm-hmm. there's a thing. Yeah, uh, bit, this would be, bit this more downtime. Chat with your compadres. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and isn't it isn't it stunning? Just sort of like just facial animation. They're just sort of knocking mm. about, having chats amongst themselves, and I'm just watching them. And it's just, yes. just like this is this is great. This which is <laughs> just it reminded me a lot of uh, Ronin, the movie. Oh Ronin. yeah, 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 yeah. The, That's a really good say, um, a good comparison to make. Yeah, um, yeah. Were you a fan of Adler? Is Robert Redford style? <laughs> I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was be. Robert. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. In fact, I'm such a massive nerd that um, you can cut you, you your the character you play as is Bell, but you can you can basically create whoever you like. Right. Um, yeah. On that folder, and I called him Joseph Turner, which is the protagonist of Three Days of the Condor, the Robert nice. Redford movie. So it was Joseph Bell Turner. Excellent. So I was like, oh, this is great. And I made and his perks or something were like thoughtful. And calm under pressure. Do you want to know like what mine were? Go on. Um, <laughs> aggressive behaviour. <laughs> violent tendencies. <laughs> You're that pyromaniac from Black Ops 4, aren't you? Yeah. I was like, what a great combination. Aggressive behaviour and violent tendencies. Yeah. He's, he's unstable. Yes. He's a Do loose you know cannon. What? I think as well, right? Now, this is... I'm not I'm not an analyst. I'm not a, I'm not a businessman. So no, I'm sure that I'm wrong. You're not Michael Pactor. I'm not Michael Pats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You may be shocked to discover yeah. that I'm not, but but I, if you weigh up how much money that Activision may lose by doing what I'm about to say versus how much money they may potentially get, I don't know where the margins are, but mm. I think an experiment is in order. And right. what I would really like them to do, I have a would would have. A tough time recommending this to, to someone uh, who was not going to partake in the multiplayer. Um, mm-hmm. And that's absolutely fine. People love the multiplayer. That's what it's there for. I would love to see Activision say, for 20 quid, you can just buy the campaign. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously at Activision, they're going, well, people want the campaign. They can pay the full whack to get it. We'll, we don't want to lose... If it, if we charge 60 quid and we're saying to well, we don't want to lose 40 quid a pop. However, there'll be people out there like me or, uh, who just really would love the campaign, but who don't really want to pay the full whack and get the full thing. And I think they may snag a few extra dollops of, you know, 20 quid a pop or whatever they want to charge, yeah. you know? I mean, I, I'm like you. I'm there primarily for the campaign. But mm. I do like to dabble with the multiplayer and when I do yeah, yeah. I usually have fun yeah um, yeah no don't don't get me wrong I'm not zombies is great it, it is good yeah. stuff I, I just wonder if they if they did sell them all separately and then I don't know it was tenner so imagine if you could do 20 quid for zombies 20 quid for the campaign 20 quid or 30 quid whatever it would end up being mm. 30 quid let's say um, and then they sold them all and it was cheaper to get them all as one by like a tenner yeah. That pricing strategy would be really interesting because then, like you, I might go, oh, do you know what? Like, actually, to be fair, I do fancy a bit of zombies and then you mm-hmm. pay 20 quid and you can get zombies for a weekend or whatever you want to do, you know? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I don't know. Something Maybe to think about. Uh, Something to think they might about. take you up on it. Yeah. Activision, if you're listening, yeah. um, mm. you know, do that and uh, send me, I don't know, what could Activision send me that would be really cool? Um... 
a, a custom oh, console. A, yeah, a custom yeah, Call yeah. of Duty console that makes a that makes sort of guns sound. And I want yeah, and I a want dual the dual sense shaped like an MP5. Sh- but yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> MP5 with the little grippy thing on it, please. Yeah. Cheers. Um, we just got a little bit of time left, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to tell you um, about a fantastic game. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, called The Pathless. Yeah. Matt Nava, isn't it? It's it's Matt Nava, and it may. Oh, I was going to say it may just be my game of the week, but number one, I don't really have any kind Josh's of Josh's game or, of the week. Yeah, I was going to say I don't really have like a segment that's like my game of the week with a little Why thumbs not? up. I don't. Josh, it's we can not, do what we want, mate. <laughs> we can do. We can do. However, my thought was it's a little unfair because it came out in the week that Astro's Playroom came out, mm. um, uh, and right, I'm also yeah. I'm sort of in the process of reviewing Demon Souls right now, and that that happens to also be a very very good video. However, Never rains it pours, eh? Blimey it neck. pours. It does pour. Uh, the Pathless is really, really good. Um, it's Giant Squid, which is the studio that did Abzu, and it's also yep. the creative director of that studio is Matt Nava, who was the uh, art art director behind Journey. Um, and all round nice bloke. I've chatted with all, him. He's a nice. You've fella. chatted with him. He is. Yeah. I've chatted with him as well, so I can attest to that. Um, yeah, but I chatted to him first. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. When did you chat to him? Uh, E3 2016. Uh, and he yeah, gave me did, a card Abzu yeah. head. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure I've still got somewhere. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I bet, oh, I bet at least threw it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, but uh, it, the pathless. So you play as a, a hunter with a bow and arrow, mm. and uh, your job, classic yep. uh, Matt Nava, yep. it, it deals in broad visual symbolism. He lo- loves a bit of that, loves a bit of uh, fallen yeah. civilization, nature thrown out of balance, a god possibly, um, sure. some sort of spiritual imagery, you know, animals, all mm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and it's done beautifully, by the way. I, I know I sort of draw it in, in in broad strokes, just to just to give you a quick idea of what, you know what you'll be sort of dipping into. Um, but it, yeah. but it really is beautiful. It's not. I don't think it's actually cell shaded, but it has that look. You know, when games just have those lovely flat colours, mm. just those blocks of really bright, lovely colour. I don't know if it actually is cell shaded, but but didn't, much like um, Abzu. I was going to say, yeah, didn't Abzu have a similar vibe? It did. Yeah. It did. It's a, it's a really similar style. Um, the thing that impresses me most is 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 two things. If you think about like that game company, and you think about uh, Giant Squid, you you'd think that, that a little unreasonably, possibly that it, that there would be an element of style over substance. That it would be you know these are beautiful experiences. The, the soundtrack is by Austin Wintory, um, mm. who who is just just lovely. You get yeah. a lot of ob- a lot of oboe. A lot of beautiful strings going as you as you're exploring this place, um, but in actual fact, what they've proven um, in Abzu in this, and even before, I'm not going to credit them with Journey, obviously, because that was that game company, um, mm-hmm. though it shares Nava's sort of artistic imprint. But they really excel at movement. Um, yeah, Abzu was a great case for swimming in games. It was a really relaxing, sort of clutter-free excellent sort of camera movement underwater they just just really nailed it and it was really easy to be graceful and to move about how you wanted to do and this is the same and what it does is it sets you loose in this really beautiful sort of valley of like pine trees and mountains and snow and all that stuff and you can run if you hold the left trigger 
you run really fast, like too fast, really. Right. And with a squeeze of the right trigger, you target these little floating, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, really, little floating diamonds. Um, right. If, if you hit them, those little diamonds burst, and they give you a burst of speed, and they also refill your speed bar, which just drains as you're holding the left trigger. So you, you enter into this little state where you're sprinting, and then every every sort of one and one and a half to two to three seconds, you're shooting one of these little diamonds in order to sort of keep the chain going. Right. And it's just a joy. It's just lovely to to mm. to um to play. On top of that, you've got uh, a little eagle companion who yeah. you can grab onto, and he can glide and carry you across like vast distances. Um, and it's it's really beautiful. You have to. Uh, light a sort of series of beacons through solving puzzles that generally involve uh, a flaming arrow shot from a bow that has to light various torches and things. The puzzles aren't... Um, they're like a sort of nice, decent... Uh, it, it's fun to solve them, but you're never stuck for long. You know, it's like a sort of an early Zelda dungeon or something like that. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're quite light. They're quite light. And you light these towers in order to save these kind of spirit animals mm. who have been lost to this dark influence. And it's quite it's quite freaky because every now and again uh, you'll get um, the, the sort of place you are will be swallowed at by, by this huge red cloud, and it's a, it's like it's like a big raging forest fire, which is of course what Nava seems to be another one of his obsessions seems to be ecological collapse because Abzu yeah. was, was a very kind of preservation friendly message about the oceans and about lost civilization and this seems to me to be a response to the forest fires that we saw months ago do you remember yeah. the, the awful yeah well, it's, a, and it's I always a, it's a timely message um in this climate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And mm. I don't think it could have been... I don't know if the time matches up. I'm not claiming that it was made as a direct response to that. I'm just saying it resonates in light of those yeah. of those events. Um, and there are moments in it of, of real fear. And you, mm. you've got this little eagle companion who, who keeps you going, who gets, who gets kind of... Uh, touched by the darkness whenever you go in like a like a, a sort of firestorm is caked in like ash and soot oh, and stuff wow. and you have to stroke his little feathers clean again and sort of clean <laughs> his body and then if you do that he'll like nuzzle against your head it's very cute oh, I like that. um but yeah it's really lovely it's a it's a it's a it's a really peaceful game with movement at its heart that's a it's just a really beautiful place to be and again uh to, to sort of bang, I, I played it on uh PS4 okay. ran like a dream. Um, also, just plays really well on 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 PS5. It incorporates the controller with the bow and arrow. It feels yeah. very nice. Um, and it also, I think it's also out on like iOS or something. Really? Right. Yeah, which I don't understand because it seems like I an mean, odd I, platform well, for a game like that. It is with that movement, and I, yeah. I don't know what the, the control scheme would be. Um, but well, there you go. Anyway, but but it is really good. Um, and I th- and I thoroughly recommend it. It's an odd sort of. I don't know if it'll stay exclusive for 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 mm. long. It strikes me as one of those games. Maybe in like a year or something, it'll it'll quietly come to Xbox and then more people it was, get to um, play it as well. That was the deal with Abzu, wasn't it? It was a PlayStation was first thing, which eventually surfaced. Ah, it's probably the same then. It's probably yeah. Same. yeah. Really worth the play. It, it didn't affect me as much as much as Abzu. It like that okay. game that really sort of stuck with me. Um, but but it's but it but it is a joy to play. 
Anyway, anyway, hmm. that's the Pathless. Check lovely. it out. It's um, it's a really lovely game in a, in a very very busy period of other games. But it's yeah. um, of the two falcon based games. Well, <laughs> I, I guess it's I guess it's an eagle. But you know, of the two bird games, the, the Falconeer being one and the Pathless being the other, I enjoyed the Pathless a lot more. Lot well, more don't sort of. don't forget, we got more birdage in Assassin's Creed Valhalla with the oh uh, God, the old Raven, yeah. mate. Yeah, lot yeah, of, lot of birdage going on. Yeah, load of birds, yeah. <laughs> bird, yeah. In it. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Birdie games. It's the yeah, month yeah, of yeah. birdie games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's give you some news then, shall we? Uh, yes, please. I, I would like some news. I like a little bit of news. Oh. Thanks, thanks. So I rang up this pizza place and I fancied some iced cream. And I said to this fella, I like some ice cream, please. I like some ice cream, please. And he said, oh, okay, cool, what do you want? And I said, well, what have you got? And he said, well, what do you want? I said, what have you got? Well, what is it you want? Right, that annoyed me anyway. And I said, chocolate. And his response, we don't have any chocolate. There's only really one story that we need to talk about this week. We will talk about whoa, the other whoa, stories. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you really going to... You're going up front with this? You're blowing it right now? Do you think? Do you want me to do the other news first? I thought you'd be saving it for the grand finale. All right, do you know what? Let me get through the other news more quickly. Sorry to the other <laughs> news, but you're, at the moment you're just not not as important, I'm afraid. But, but let me, me, let you, you are completely right. Yeah. I just I just don't want you to, you know. I know. Yeah, I'm going to go mental. Your hand too and, soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we'll start. We'll start things off. Tomb Raider Reloaded brings Lara Croft back to mobile. It's a free-to-play action game with an art style that's a little bit weird. Yeah, I was going to say, she's sort of bulbous, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Looks a bit Fortnite-y. Bulbo Croft. But Bulba Croft. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a bit Fortnite-y. I uh, think that's... that's um, a bit Fortnite-y. Yeah. Mm. And also, not as cool as the art style in Lara Croft Go, which was a sort of was funny, yeah. cel-shaded, lovely minimalist thing. Mm-hmm. Love Lara Croft Go. Anyway... It's got, it's 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 happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's a free to play action game on mobile. Adjust your excitement levels accordingly. If that if you love all that, amp yourself I, up. I want if a proper don't. new Tomb Raider game. Mm. Do you yeah, know what I else do as I well. want? I want a linear old school Tomb Raider game. I don't need that oh, any yeah. of this open nonsense. No. no Shadow of the it. Tomb Raider was good until it opened out. Yeah. Yeah, they do the big hub things as well. Rise of was the same as well. Yeah, yeah. wide open. That was Although, a bit better. But having said that, yeah, I liked Rise of the uh, the best of the new trilogy. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I'm yeah. In, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, I thought it was good. Mm. Yeah, it was the best actually. I yeah. still miss the bring back Keely Hawes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately. Well, she's busy, and she she's you know in the bodyguard too, or whatever now. Isn't she? Too busy, too busy. No, well, <laughs> is that's not is that? Do they still do it? Are they do more. No, nah, it was like they? two years ago. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, uh, Doom Eternal, uh, Nintendo Switch version, digital mm. only. Says Bethesda. Is it another control type jobby with the cloudage? No, this is actually just because you know they brought they brought Doom 2016 to the Switch. Oh yeah, of course they did. Yeah, it's just like I think it runs at like thirty frames a second, and it's like nine hundred p or something. But right. it runs, it works, it's there. You know, you can do it. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, lo- load of people uh, pre-ordered it at GameStop, uh, and they got contacted 
to, to, and told that their pre-orders were cancelled and they were like what the hell's going on so someone from Bethesda said that uh, quote while Doom Eternal is 100% on track uh, for an imminent digital only release on Switch the absence of a physical release at retail resulted in cancelled pre-orders affected customers will receive full refunds and should contact their preferred retailer so no word on why possibly an infrastructure thing but um, or will it not fit yeah. on a little card <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, they already have games like that. I think where you you have to put the card in, and then and then also you download a bit more on the Switch's internal storage, don't you? Mm. Yeah, I imagine like, that's like, awkward. Was LA though, Noir like that? Or huh? I think oh. was LA Noir like that. They Did had that it come for, like, Yeah, yeah. You could buy it physically, and then I think you had to download a chunk as well. See, that's awkward with a console like Switch. Because what if you're out and about and you got no internet connection anywhere? And you just yeah. want to play a game on the move, and you pop the card in, and you can't do it. It's it's mm. no bloody good. No. no bloody good. But no. it's you know that's what's happening for some reason. Undermines uh, the hey, portability. It aspect. does a bit. Yeah. yeah, it does. You'll have to if you. But but good news generally. Doom mm. Eternal's coming to the Switch though. That's pretty yeah. cool. And it's a great game. You know. I love Doom Eternal. Great bloody game. Uh, Yakuza developer set to announce future developments of the series during 15th anniversary live stream announced on the Japanese Twitter account. And the actors who voice uh, Kiryu and Ishiban Kasuga, uh, Takaya Kuroda and Katsuhiro Nakaya, will be appearing during the broadcast. I I feel stupid having read this because I didn't realise that Mm. the same voice actor who did Ichiban Kasuga... Also did Nishikiyama. Oh, and I feel I like did an not idiot for not picking up on that. Yeah. I, so did, I did also... I did not know that, but yeah, there you go. Mm. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tetris Effect uh, and Res Creator uh, teases a, quote, totally new adventure mm. with synesthesia, which is the... the, which is the Something different the, uh, for him? Something new, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the phenomenon of of blending different senses together, so sights with sounds and smells and things like that. I'm a big smells. fan of his work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's In got the new smell tech, smell o vision. Well, smell surround. Yeah, Jules, you know I'd be up for that. Tri sense. Mm. It's got the third one. It emits a smell from the speaker thing. Oh, um, amazing. Res infinite. Yeah, it's uh, Res is really good. Tetris effect is is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you stand on Good Child stuff. of Eden? I like it. I like it. Yeah, and he's also he's also excited about uh, Jules Sense. Everyone's excited about Jules Sense at the minute with their, he, and I can see him because he. Do you remember when um, Lumines came to the Switch and they did the thing where it was like you could use the you could have like Joy-Con, like one in your pocket, one in your other pocket, and one uh, in each hand. He did like played classic. around with the HD rumble loads. Classic, um, yeah. It's, that that goes back to the Res days with the what was it called? The stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. That what nutty was that peripheral. Called? It had a really silly name. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's good. Uh, that we, could we need come. To know. We need, the good. The good people need to know. Trance vibrator. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Uh, the game awards as well by the way it's happening oh shit oh god yeah (laughs) that's gonna be another day of late night working in it (laughs) yeah i can tell you're you're pleased well i'm Uh, sorry but the last one was so just non-event i thought they finished on the fast uh, and the furious crossroads josh yeah, that they, was their yeah. big, their big finale. Yeah. No, yeah, 
well. And of course, it was a big deal, as we all know. Oh, yeah, it was huge. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe it released a glowing universal acclaim, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a load of, load of game of the year and stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, anyway. Anyway, nominees, mate. Game of the year. Right? Go on, yeah. I'll, right. t- I'll read them out. You, you mm-hmm. let me know what you'd have. Yeah. Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't played Hades been... yet, but I've heard great no, things. I've heard great things, yeah. Mm. I'd like to play it before the year is out, but I yeah. fear I won't have time. I think one of us uh, needs to. Mm, Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> well, best game direction, it's... Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII, Last of Us Part Two, and Half-Life Alex. Mm. So, See, know. that's another one, Half-Life Alex. None of us have played that. I feel like yeah. our Game of the Year conversation is going to be tricky. I think we'll have most of the bases. Co- I mean, Half-Life Alex is one of those... Yeah, that that is genuinely one where it's like... it's It sucks because it's a hardware thing and because we're not in the office at the moment. Yeah. It, makes it, really, it makes it really difficult. Well, that's going to be a big um, hole in our in our list. And we're going to get we're going to get complaints, aren't we? Oh, you we didn't even mention probably. Half-Life Alex. Well, we didn't play it, so yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. There's 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 lots and lots of categories closer to the time. We'll talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I had my way, Blood and Truth of the, would win. Of, of, uh, Blood and yeah, and that would win more or less for every category: game direction, game of the year, best narrative. Was that this year? Direction. I feel like it was this year. Uh, no, it was actually last year. Holy shit. Yeah. It was May of last year. See, yeah. that game lives on <laughs> in my memory forever. Well, because of Colin It's timeless. Salmon. It's timeless, yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause as of Colin timeless Salmon. as Colin Salmon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I tell you what, though. Best score in music. Doom, Final Fantasy, Hades, Last of Us. Mm. Uh, and Ori. I'd have Ori as the winner of that. Yeah. yeah. Will of the Wisps. Absolutely phenomenal soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I keep humming a shine on Inkwater Marsh like throughout the month. I played that game in March, and uh, well, if that's the criteria, adore. then I think Astro's playroom Astro's should be play- in there. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I've still got GPU, GPU, looping in my head. GPU, <laughs> it's driving me oh, nuts. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little robot fellas running around. I love that game. Yeah, it's great. Uh, right, anyway, that's enough of the Game Awards. I'm not just going to read out all the nominees. No, I can't be no, bothered. No, no. We'll talk about go, it closer to the yeah, time. Yeah, go and read it. Go and, go and read it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't work for Jeff Keighley. I'm not reading out his nominees. You yeah. Uh, right. Jim Ryan said a load of stuff. Oh, did he ever? Uh I'll just give you the I'll just give you the quick notes because to to be honest I'll, I I want to talk about the main news I'm get can I'm you, actually um, getting impatient and restless. Can you do it in a Geordie accent? <laughs> <laughs> I could do, but I'd mangle it and we may oh, upset right. some of the listeners. True, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, <laughs> although now I'm just reading it in my head in a Geordie accent. <laughs> uh, but he's saying a load of stuff talking about games being 70 quid uh, someone asked him is it fair he said yeah I think it's fair he said if you measure the hours of entertainment provided by a video game like Demon Souls mm. compared to any other form of entertainment I think that's a very straightforward comparison to draw um, mind, mind you what's he going to say yeah. no it's Imagine horribly decide, unfair but no. we're stuck with it alright suck yeah. it up you suck it up yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be news if he didn't say that yeah 
in me news if he was like, yes, yeah, bullshit, actually. We're, we're, bu- we're burning you. I told them lot not to do it, but they're oh, doing you did, it. you didn't see me in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and then he's just, he's talking about his, uh, <laughs> he's talking about IPs. <laughs> he's, He's talking about uh, investing in new IP. We've invested a lot organically over the course of the PS4 generation. Yeah, yeah. More than people realise. More than people realise. What do you mean? Everyone realises that. <laughs> you don't know. That's such you an don't outrageous. know. Who's you he been talking to? You can never know just, how much we've invested like, in IP. <laughs> yeah, more than. You'll never know. It's literally confident. We don't release that information. Yeah. So more than anyone knows. Do you realise? Do you realise how much you invest in IP? Do you yeah, have any because idea? You, because you any don't. Because we keep it secret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then he said, uh, we've invested a lot organically. Uh, we've added Insomniac games. We're making great games now. We plan to continue making great games. Uh, mm. The thing with these blockbuster games is that they need a box office release. They cost more than $100 million to make. And in order to be able to do that and bring new IP to market, which is a very risky thing, and we did it four times in the PS4 generation, you've got to have a box office release. What are the four times? Last of uh, Us Part 2? Four times... No, that's not a new IP. It would be Ghost of oh, Tsushima, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. uh, Days Gone. Would Detroit count? Mm, that's no, a technically I'd... a new IP, no? Well, I don't know. That's an interesting one, because it's very much like a Quantic Dream joint. Yeah. Um, and they're not, they're not, not like... A, it's not a franchise. It's not a franchise. What about Death Stranding? Maybe it's about money. Maybe it's like Sony. Does Sony own Kojima Productions? They do, don't they? I don't know that they do, actually, because 505 ended up publishing the game for PC. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, I think maybe... Do you know what? Maybe it's to do with that. Maybe it's to do with the publishing thing, if you say an only... Because obviously the other one would be the Order 1886, which, right. is, which is one that they... That was Ready at Dawn, and I mean, Sony put all the money into that. Anyway, And then they bloody, do it. Ready at Dawn sodded off. They did, Re- yeah, yeah, Re- yeah. Ready at dawn, gone by lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, right, enough of that. <laughs> on to the big one. Uh, are, uh, are you all right? Are you composed? I'm. I needed. To, I needed some. Se- I needed to. I screamed. Um, uh, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> they're doing a James Bond game. Yeah. They're doing yeah. a fucking James Bond game. They're doing it. They're finally doing it. Eight years. Uh, Eight years. Eight years, and even longer than that, since there was a good one. Although I am told that Bloodstone was actually just pretty good, um, to be fair. And I didn't play it, and I really want to play it, but it's not back compatible on Xbox, and and I'd have to get a PS3 or or an... Oh, actually, I've got a 360 here. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just buy it? I could just get it on that. What am I doing? Well, see, I'm the same. I have a 360 still, but I'd sooner wait for it to go backwards compatible... And then play yeah. it then, which is silly, really, isn't it? It is silly. You could just dig it out. And actually, my, yeah. I'm, 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 my Xbox is right near my feet right now. So well, I'm, I mean, you've no got excuse. no excuse. Yeah. I'll get on Amazon. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> that IO Interactive are doing a bloody Bond game. I just yeah. need to I need to keep saying it out loud. I got. I watched the trailer. I, uh, I've watched the trailer many, many times. I watch it 
every day pretty much there's 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 nothing much to see in that trailer um i've got to admire the sleight of hand in making you yeah. initially think that maybe it could be some sort of hitman sniper thing again it's good stuff yes and yes, then yes you realize that there's the uh what do they call the the, the grooves on the inside of the gun barrel rifling has a name. the rifling inside the gun barrel and then you're suddenly yeah. like it's not james bond is it well no not james for bond. me it bloody is <laughs> It only bloody is. <laughs> For me, it was the chord change on the yeah. strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the into the second chord, and I, uh, I choked up, man. I got so oh, wow. like on the second chord, I was like, "Oh my god, they're doing it!" Because the thing is, every time someone moaned about Splinter Cell, I agreed with them, and then a little voice inside me went. Yeah, but it's been even longer since we had a good Bond game, though. Yeah, because everyone talks about Blacklist, like, oh, it's twenty thirteen. It's too long ago. I'm like, yeah, well, Bond was longer. Mm. Um, I'm I'm so excited, man. (laughs) I uh, I can't cope with it. It's brilliant. Um, Yeah, but being reasonable, putting the excitement to one side. There are there are so they've said uh, Project 007. It's a working title. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand new Bond game, a wholly original story and an origin story. Earn your double O status in the very first James Bond origin story to be developed and published by IO Interactive. Yeah. The interesting thing here uh, is that we might we might think about uh, scope mm-hmm. because it's actually being published by IO Interactive. Um, and, and and they like Hitman. They went through some financial difficulty with that because Square Enix stopped publishing Hitman. Yeah, and so they had to enter into a deal with Warner Brothers in order to publish it. And I don't know. I just suppose no one does, other than the small number of people that do. I don't know the health of IO Interactive's finances. Obviously, they have enough money to do this. They are at an advantage that many studios are not in that they <clears throat> created and own their own engine. They use Glacier 2, which powers mm. Hitman. So from that, we can reasonably expect a good-looking third-person action game that uses that. And that's the same engine that powered uh, Absolution. And, yeah. you know, I think we're then coming up to the modern Hitman. Um, and so that so that gives, that gives them a sort of uh, a level of... I guess it bolsters the, the the possibilities ahead of them in, in a they, way that um, a lot of studios wouldn't. And they could always, um, you know, end up partnering with someone like Hitman Three. Uh, I believe Square Enix has sort of stepped back in to publish that in sixty countries. Yeah, so they're clearly they, still they, on they good terms. Do. They could do, but the, yeah. the fact that they're saying that it's developed and published by IO Interactive sounds like at least the lion's share of it, or that their plan at the moment is is not. To, and also, in terms of creative control, yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Th- this is effectively an indie game. Yeah, I mean, as far as if you if you adhere strictly to an indie game being about who's fronting the money to publish something and not whether you know, oh, it's a little pixel art platformer, it's cutesy, like you know, I mean. Technically, Cyberpunk is an indie game, right? It's being published by the same people who make it. Ergo, there is no... Cre- they can Basically, well, it's indie in the sense of we do whatever the hell we want. Oh, are we, are we, are we saying publishing versus distribution? Because I was going to say, like, Warner Brothers and Namco are um, distributing it. Yeah. Well, I think 
distributing is one thing, but they want. But if you're distributing something, I don't think you're going to get a say over what goes in the game, are you? That's sort of more publishing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. 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 So yeah. other other than you know, I think distribution's one thing, but basically mm. it's who's right, who's writing the checks to actually sort of you know yeah. make it, I guess. And if they're doing that themselves, it might tell us something about the scope. It it might not be. We, we might have to, like, temper our expectations as to what kind of game it's going to um, be. It may not be AAA, by the way. Well, it may no, be you, double you might, A. Um, we don't know how much money's possibly coming from MGM and Eon and those fellas. That's true. Dan Jack and uh, MGM are obviously backing it. I don't know how much money they're contributing. I'm just yeah. saying, if you, know, if you look at Hitman and then you compare Hitman to, like, Assassin's Creed... That's two very different things, you know. When we talk about AAA, like this could be a double A. This could be closer to like a, you know, uh, a more modest mid-sized mm. game, which I'm all for, by the way. Like I don't, yeah. I don't believe that everything should be huge, stonking, great, massive. Like if I'd be super happy if this was like a linear, story-driven game. Well, yeah. I tell you one thing, I don't want. As much as I love them, I don't want Hitman Bond Edition. No, I don't. Like it would be a real shame if it was like. Here's some sandboxes. It's basically Hitman, but you're Bond. Because obviously they demonstrate, because everyone said, you know, when the announcement was made, a a lot of the outpouring was people like, oh, I can't imagine a more perfect studio. And the reason for that Mm -hmm. is that so much of modern Hitman is like Bond. You know, you're kind of going into an area, a little bit of espionage. And plus they've got like... They've got like a Spectre organization, haven't they? They've got that uh, Iago, which is like very, very Bond. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want like a series of sandboxes that you work with. Like, it'd be really good if it was like linear, level to level. Cinematic. <clears throat> like Hitman Absolution. If they took mm. the way that that game was and then just said it's that, but it's, you know, but it's Bond. Yeah. I'd be absolutely all over it. It's, I mean, it's really Hitman cool. also not known for kind of uh, action packed set, set pieces in kind of a Bond. That's tradition, true. Although, you know? let's not forget that Absolution went absolutely mad. Yeah. That I'm struggling got... to remember a proper set piece from it, though. <clears throat> well, there was the thing where you had to defend Diana Burnwood's home in Cornwall from an invasion of oh. mercenaries. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was absolutely, like, turbo. And, <laughs> yeah, they, they just they just went with the whole mark and execute thing. It just got a little bit, like, this yeah. isn't really hit, hit man so much. It was I good. There were maybe like, two or three, two or three kind of levels that were traditional sandboxes, right? Yeah, like the Chinatown uh, yeah. level was really, really cool. Yeah, um, so in terms of the hotel was a little bit... The hotel was well. cool, yeah. Had a bit of that. Yeah. Um, the bit where I knew in that like little desert town. But yeah. yeah, anyway, like it's good. I just think it's 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 interesting when we kind of try and think about the scope. The idea that IO are publishing it is just inherently interesting to me. I hope that it's like a really cool double A, slightly not afraid to be... Uh, a bit adventurous know, a bit adventurous and it's really yeah. heartening to know that they have Glacier 2 you know a lot of people wouldn't have that or they'd have to spend a lot of money licensing out Unreal or something like that also like, Josh mm. um, as it's an origin story you know the, mm. the studio has uh, employed the services of Sean Bean before oh my God. in Hitman 2 why not yeah. get Bean back reprising oh, no. his role as 006 I wonder if they want us if they if they want to steer clear of the movies. Really? Well, well I, I don't know. know if MGM and Eon are uh, into it. There might be some sort of movie licensing thing. It could be. It could have all sorts of little nods and touches to to to. <clears throat> I don't know. It might be a bit. 
on the nose if they say we're actually doing Trevelyan, we're actually doing 006. Like, because then people will be like, wait, okay, so is it Goldeneye or is it? I think I don't know. <laughs> you might be. It, it could be really, really cool, mm. but I don't know. I, I imagine they'll want a bit like Casino Royale. I imagine they're like all the Arkham games. They're like, we want to do our thing. Do you think you there'll know? be a Daniel Craig or? Do you think there'll be an original Bond, like Agent Under Fire, who looked like Eamon Holmes? He, he looked like it, yeah. <laughs> I think there'll be a kind of dot JPEG Bond guy. It'll be a new. It'll be a sort of fresh. Well, I think because Craig's done now, right? And, and they yeah. also haven't. Uh, they haven't said who the new person's going to be. Hey, maybe Craig. it'll be them. Maybe it'll be whoever the. Uh, this the new could Bond be. Is. Yeah, imagine that. That'd be a bold maneuver. Like, mm. the, yeah, their first appearance is actually in the video again. Don't think Eon would go for that, but who no. knows? Um, yeah. I imagine if they want to do an origin, they probably wouldn't go for Craig. Um, it's exciting, he's though. Still, he's a bit old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. <clears throat> it's, so exci- it's exciting because of all the shit we don't know. Like, yeah. Imagine if it was set in periods. That would be incredible. Just like a game in the 1960s. Mm. Like, I'd be all over that. With the old yeah. DB5 and all the gadgets and Q. Oh, and- man. I want to know oh, how they're going to do stuff with the, with the gadgets as well. I want to yeah. know the title and the theme. It's going to have a Bond yeah. theme. Is it what? Is it going to... Really? Well, how could it not? Well, I don't know. Not well, all I mean, of the never Bond been games a Bond... have their own themes. I think they do. All of them? Well, no. Agent Under Fire yeah. didn't. Yeah, it did. Did and it? And Nightfire did, yeah. It wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I don't remember it. I might have stricken it all, they from all, my But they memory. all have them. I mean, obviously, your SNES ones, and your, if you go back far enough, they I suppose they wouldn't have done. But yeah, like no. everything Tomorrow Never Dies did on PS1, Golden You wouldn't have been able to um, fit the theme on a cartridge, would you? <laughs> Maya did the theme for Everything or Nothing. Let's not forget I remember, that. Yeah, oh, I remember yeah. that one, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. He was the villain. He was one of the better Bos- Brosnan villains. Sort of uh, a shame that yeah. Defoe has never been used as a villain on film in Bond. Yeah, I was going to say. Seems it's like good that you added in Bond there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. It's a shame. I like to think that PS. I like to. Whenever I think of Die Another Day, I sort of think to myself. It's nice to imagine that actually, like everything or nothing was Pierce's last one, and he had like a decent villain in yeah. in Willem in Willem Dafoe, you know, Alexi Diavolo. It's still a shame that that Pierce really wasn't feeling it, was he? In that yeah. game, really phoned it in big time. He what everything or nothing? Yeah, yeah he can yeah, be bothered. It's like <laughs> he did you either give everything Pierce or nothing. He's like, I'll go or with the nothing. nothing I'll go with nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. That anyway, I'll uh, I'll stop talking about it now because uh, I you know it amps me up. It amps me up. I mean, I'm excited just because you're excited as well. I mean, I love yeah. James Bond, but kind of not knowing what it is at the moment, I'm kind of managing my expectations a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the biggest thing and the most interesting thing is that I don't think people should necessarily expect full AAA when they think of yes. this. And I think... And, I think, cause and also, that's okay. And that's absolutely fine. I mean, you think about something like... You know, John Wick Hex is on the is on the other end of the spectrum. That's how yeah. you do it. Really small, really different. If this was just a lovely, you know, don't really get it anymore. Double A mid budget game that was sort of modest in its aims, but executed on what it did really well. Mm. I would be all of it. I'm also, put for it a out studio, there. go on. I'm going to put it out there. I want um, a lot of uh, Roger Moore inspirations, please. <laughs> I want to be driving the front part of a car around. Yeah. Um, 
I want a button uh, to raise the eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want the smutty one-liners. Yeah, um, a le- maybe a leather jacket level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jesus, maybe yeah. Uh, corkscrew jump over a ravine. Definitely, yeah. Why yeah. not? All that. Why not? Speedboat I, one chase. Of, one of the things, speedboat chase is huge. I yeah. really want the game a bit like, uh, say, I don't know, Splinter Cell Blacklist or something. A sort of young dot JPEG Bond guy. You know, yeah. they get a sort of fresh-faced actor in it. Get Timothy Dalton to voice it though. That would be good. Would he be a Imagine bit kind of that. gravelly now, though? I don't know. I don't know. It's mm. like Ironside. He's like 70-something, but he's well, still like, voicing um, Sam Fisher. But it's like when Connery did From Russia With Love. You had this young well, Bond yeah. with the 80-year-old that Connery was, or whatever oh, age he was at the time. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 yeah, he was uh, He was not that fussed with... Um, with giving it his all for that one. But, no. you know, it was not nice to have him. Nice to have him. Of course, of course. And, and a, uh, a decent, you know, God rest his soul. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Uh, right. Let's... It's. I think it's time to get quizzical, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, go and get Matt, will you? I'll, uh, I'll go upstairs and, uh, and get Matt. Cheers, mate. Okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And I have, as ever, backup clues. Because I don't like drawers. It's that time of the week, that time of the pod, it's the quiz, and we are joined by Matt from Upstairs. Hello, Matt. Hello. Ready to quiz. Ready to quiz. I like to hear it. What was last week? Was Rich winning? And yeah. it was... Uh, Mirror's Edge. Uh, Mirror's Edge, yes. Yeah. The City got of the, Glass. Got the City of Glass, very well remembered, mm-hmm. yes. So Matt's looking to uh, to break the... Well, actually, there wasn't a streak, because neither one of you got the last one, did you? No. no. The, Although the famous I, Ma- the Madagascar controversy. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. that's, that's yeah. caused, you know, countless tweets. Well, got your tweets, e- emails as well. Got 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 an email that we read out last last week. People up in arms about it. My even my flatmate was like, "Oh yeah, you should have given him that." I'm like, "Come on, come off of it." What I mean, you still you still can, Josh. You know, there's still I time. Mean, you don't have to dig your heels in. The public, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, anarchy that way lies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to count out to people because otherwise they'll no, just start going. Oh, I'd, give I'd, give them whatever. I demand a recount, Josh. Quite frankly, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go count the emails. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna file some lawsuits. Uh, <laughs> right. I like it. I like it. Uh, okay, right. Clue number one. I attract creative people from around the world. Stop. Mm. <laughs> That's a mental if isn't it? Matt Lorigan. Is it Craft World from Little Big Planet? Uh, no, that's uh, yeah, would have been yeah. I like that. It's not that, but that's good. That Stop. Would totally work. Uh, Rich Walker. Is it the Dreamiverse from Dreams? <laughs> Again, <laughs> love it. Good would stuff. Also Incorrect. Work. Incorrect. It would uh, work. It would uh, work. However, uh, there are many more clues that would make neither one of those work. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we can't uh, be going in this early, Rich. I think, I think you're wrong, Josh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clue number two. Uh, my most recent appearance in a video game was this year. Oh, God. Oh. Stop. Matt Lorigan. Is it Boletaria from Demon's Souls? Oh, it's a good one. Incorrect, incorrect. Stop. Matt oh Lorigan. Is it London from Watch Dogs Legion? <laughs> incorrect. Okay. Stop. Rich Walker. Is it Animal Crossing's various islands? 
Incorrect. (laughs) All right. Uh, Clue number three. I came to significance because of my coal mine. Uh? Wait, what? (laughs) Coal Uh, mine? Stop. Yes, I came to significance because of my coal mine. Matt Lorigan. Is it Death Mountain from Breath of the Wild? Uh, incorrect. Okay. That wasn't this I year, I was Matt. Age of Calamity. This wasn't this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but Age of Calamity was. Which no, it wasn't. also has the same Hyrule. No. <laughs> <laughs> just no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, clue number four. Uh, I was originally designed to be far more open than I became. Uh, oh, God. I feel like we should be getting this immediately. These are all good clues. Coal mine. Clue number five. Actually, I'm going to do... Yeah, clue number five. Uh, I have appeared in three video games overall. Right. Clue number six. Uh, I am a great destination if you need to recharge your batteries. Hmm... And last oh clue, clue number seven. Um, a great, great place to go for fans of deer. Oh. You got it, Rich. No. <laughs> but if it, I feel like I should know it. This, yeah, this seems this seems obvious. There's not that much. What came out this year? Fans <clears throat> of deer. Deer. Yeah. Ah, uh, stop. Rich Walker. Is it? Dark Ages England of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Incorrect. Oh Am I God. even in the right ballpark? <laughs> well, I can't accept. You know, you know, I can't. I can't answer other questions. I can it's only not a specific say specific county right? in Valhalla. Is it? And I can tell you that it's not a specific county. No. Hmm. Oh God, this is going to drive me absolutely mad. I'll go through the clues one more time, and then I'll. Can uh, you spice them up, time. mate? Spice them. Uh, spice it hit the spice I'll, button I'll, I'll see if I can yeah alright I'll spice some of them up so clue number one uh, I attract creative people uh, from around the world or I should say I seem to attract creative people from around the world not helpful at all. Uh, a subtle <laughs> distinction there sure uh, my most recent appearance in a video game was this year uh, where's clue number three there it is uh, came to significance because of my coal mine I was originally designed to be far more open than I ended up being. I'm a great destination if you need to recharge your batteries. <coughs> we should have this. We should I'm absolutely a great, have this. <coughs> great destination for fans of deer uh, and also fans of festivals. Why am I losing my mind on this? And I've appeared in three games overall. Um. Oh God! So recharge batteries. Stop. Is this something from like? Go for it. Rich Walker. Is it Yokohama from Yakuza Like a Dragon? Incorrect. I'm just trying to think of places from games this year. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give this one away because we are running racing, over a racing game of some sort. <clears throat> fast, fast. Oh, oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your, where's your brain, Rich? Where's your brain? Stop! Let's, is let's... it is it um, England from the UK from 
Forza Horizon 4? Incorrect. Hey. Oh, I'm going to have to give this one away. Listeners, come forward. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Rich, Rich Walker. Is it Dirt 5, something from that? Incorrect. Stop. The answer for oh, Matt Lorigan. Is it Edinburgh from Forza Horizon 4 and something else? Incorrect. Okay. Keep saying stop. Keep saying stop and then you won't be able to finish it. Stop. Uh, I'm afraid I can't take any. Well, I'll take one more from each one of you. Uh, go on, go on, Matt. No, Reggie, first. Brilliant. <laughs> You've got nothing. Go for it. Um, St- uh, you're both going to be quite annoyed to this. I can tell you that much. Matt, I, I don't want that. Um, is it the Mako Reactor from Final Fantasy VII Remake? Incorrect. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, the answer to this week's quiz that I was looking for, again, come forward, listeners, if you want to claim it, is Bright Falls from Alan Wake. Oh. Oh, get out of here. Clue oh, number one. Because get Control out. didn't come out this year. Yeah. But the DLC did. Get it out. seemed to attract creative people from around the world, as a reference, of course, to Alan's arrival, who is a writer, and the musical twins Thor and Odin yep. from the band who play in the diner, to say nothing of Thomas Zane, the poet, and Barbara Jagger. No, good uh, stuff. Great destination for fans of deer and fans of festivals, as a reference, <sighs> of course, to Deer Fest, which yeah. runs over the weekend when Alice, uh, Alan and his wife Alice arrive there. Most recent appearance in a video game was this year in reference to the AWE expansion of Control. That's what threw me. I Uh, I forgot about that. Great destination if you need to recharge your batteries is a reference to the fact that Alan is feeling burnt out at the beginning of the game. And of course, the batteries that are collectible. I mean, I was originally designed. I was originally designed (laughs) to be far more open. Yeah, originally designed to be far more open than I ended up being, which yeah. is a, a weird thing because it was originally planned as an open world yeah. game. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I liked that clue. That was good. And I got really uh, hung up on uh, on the fans of Deer one because yeah. I don't know why I thought that you were talking about Deer Esther. Oh, that's the game. good. And yeah, then I got yeah. really lost in that. <laughs> my brain just like fogged up, and I was like, "How is it, Deer Esther?" Yeah, I've, I'm going yeah, too yeah. deep. Your clues it's, weren't that deep this week, and my brain. And they was weren't like... that deep. They're not always. And also, just the I like that I included uh, just a sort of very in-universe reference to the fact that it came to significance because on account of its coal mine, the Bright Falls coal mine opened in 1878. Just a little little yeah. nugget of you know yeah. lore there for you. Very nice. I like. I like it. So anyway, it's all flooding anyway. back now. It's all, <laughs> it all comes flooding yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, you know, well done to any who got that before the uh, before the answer was revealed. Thanks as ever for joining us to Matt from upstairs. This week's winner is uh, a listener somewhere, probably, and uh, nobody, let's, let's, nobody wins. Let's yeah, get right on. in to tell us that you won, and also write in to try and get me that Madagascar one to get well. in the Madagascar like, one. Just throw yeah. both in the same email. Why not? I'll, um, I'll look forward to the, uh, to the floods. <laughs> it's, <laughs> the floods uh, of emails. That I'll be it's the, the tagline for Alien versus Predator. Whoever whoever wins, we, we lose. all lose. Yeah. We all lose. Yeah. yeah, like it, like it, like it. Right, let's hear from the listeners. Questions time. Well, yeah. If you put loads on, you just spitting foam, spitting foam, spitting, 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 spitting. Then you brush, brush, brush. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. Brush, brush, brush. Bit of toothpaste. You don't, don't, don't rinse your mouth. I'll spit. <laughs> rinse the toothbrush. Rinse the toothbrush. I like a healthy lava. You can only spit so much. Questions, theories, comments, and queries. 
you send some stuff in and we'll talk about it for a little bit. Question mm. number one from Vitali. What's the mm. greatest console of all time and why is it the Sega Mega Drive 2? Correct. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say the exact same thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's great. It holds the most nostalgia for me. It was my first console that felt like a proper console. I mean, Mass mm. System 2, don't get me wrong, that was my first first console and I loved it. Mm. But the Mega Drive was leagues ahead. Mm. Um, yeah. And Street of Rage. The, it had the sexy mm. little headphone thing where you adjust yeah. the headphone thing on the... Or was Actually, that the Mega Drive original? Mega Drive 1, yeah. They, they stripped out all of the um I kind of bits. prefer the Mega Drive 1 for its mad look and features. Yeah. I, I just... I think I, um, I like the Mega Drive 2 because... It was the one I had before I, I got an original one. I, I have, have a Mega Drive now, which 2 is ludicrous. under my table right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's lovely the one that was console, in the office. Isn't it? Yes, it is a lovely console. The <laughs> controllers are lovely as well. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Street uh, Fighter 2 on My answer the to Mega the same Drive question would be the PS2. Yeah, actually, yeah, PS2 is very good. <clears throat> most most uh, audaciously mental console. It was just a big black monolith. Yeah. Um, one of the... Possibly the best, or if it's not the best, possibly the second best startup jingle ever. Do you think? Um, the Sony Computer Entertainment like dreamscape noise, and then into the little for PS2, just unbelievable. See, I'm a big fan of um, the original PlayStation startup. Oh god! Because so I remember I. seeing that for the first time and getting goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps, and also, yeah. also by the way, uh, kind of scary. Yes, yeah, I remember sinister. being a kid and I was like, oh, Jesus, we're in for some experiences here. Like, a, you know, kind of like a, oh. Well, because it was um, like um, proper quality audio as well. It, yeah, it was. And it it's really like, was. <gasps> That's why I said amazing. with PS2, like, if it's not the number one, it's possibly the number two because it, it would be pipped by the PS1. But I just love that undescribably weird sound that occurred as you turned the PS2 on and you were met with that weird floating squares and shapes yeah. in, in space. It was just bizarre, but true, glorious, glorious. I'm also a big fan of the original, uh, not the redone, but the original start-up for the PS3, which is the mm. opera tuning up the yeah. strings and stuff. I think it's lovely. I do um, like that as well. But anyway, also games are important, and you know the PS2 had plenty of them. Yeah, many a classic. Uh, indeed. Uh, this one from Leon. With Take-Two buying Codemasters, what do you think the odds are of Rockstar leveraging some of their expertise for the driving in the next GTA? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's possible, I guess. It's weird, because... I don't know. Do you see much crossover between, like, not really. 2K and Rockstar? You don't, do you? No, it's it's funny. It's, it's, it's like... Because Take-Two own Rockstar, but also Rockstar own loads of stuff and also publish stuff. So... Yeah. It's not like if Rockstar bought Codemasters and made it like Rockstar Midlands or wherever. Yeah. Where are Codemasters based? Leamington Spa. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So if they, if they did that and made it Rockstar whatever, Rockstar Leamington, Rockstar Spa, Rock Spa, <laughs> um, and then, then I'd sort of be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's not like you get GTA and, you know, you can, I don't know, play basketball in GTA and they borrow the mechanics from 2K. Mm. Like, it's, it's weird. Take-Two seemed to be like... Yeah, not not so much with Take Two, but yeah. you know, and plus the driving in Rockstar's yeah, it's pretty sexy already. It's all right, yeah, so. it, it works, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll do one more question because uh, we've got load of questions and we're running over, so you know, 
we'll read yours next week if it doesn't get read out. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> this one from uh, Roland. Oh, Good yeah. name. Yeah. Like, we get some great names emailing in here, by the you way. Don't, you don't see Roland very often anymore, you do you? You don't see Roland very much. We've got another one from Miles Hamer, which I'm looking forward to reading now, but I'll have to read that next week. Are we, are we, we're running too long, are we? We're running too bloody long. Oh. We talked about Bond for too long, to be honest. That's uh, your fault. That's, yeah. No, it's I'll, our fault. I'll come to that. But we also had I'm a joking. lot of games. And, yeah. yeah. It's a, a packed show. It is. It is. Uh, hi, Rich and Josh. Well, Josh and Rich, he said. But oh, you know, I, said, I said Rich and Josh. Cheers. So, Either way. It's good. Yeah. Uh, great podcast, as always. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thanks. Uh, my personal highlight was the live delivery of Rich's PS5. Uh, uh, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Was that PS5 or... It, or the Series X. It was probably the Series X, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I can't remember. Yeah, possibly. On the website, I've really been enjoying Josh's reviews of the new consoles. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and I've become strangely addicted to the podcast jingles, uh, especially yeah. the ice cream flavour one and the he gives me a beep one. It makes me imagine Josh's life as a Mr. Bean-style sitcom. <laughs> yeah, I think that's not unfair. Certainly yeah. my trips to the shop have a, a sort of flavoured little bit with a sort of Mr. Bean-like sense of mishaps, mm. you know. Uh, I, wish, anyway. um, I wish we had some new ones. We, we've, yeah. the, the jingles seem to have dried up and I don't have the means or the time or the wherewithal to <laughs> or the wherewithal. make any or we'll, we'll get some new ones at some point. We'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll get some new ones at some point. All right, okay. uh, but anyway, for, uh, Roland says, um, anyway, my question is, uh, did you guys have any PS5 uh, bug problems? Uh, now consoles are in the wild. Uh, they seem to be quite apparent. I yeah. don't remember anybody mentioning them before. Keep up the good work, Roland. Um, I've not had any... I've not had any bug problems myself. What would you, are you aware of that? Yeah, of, I've what? I've been keeping track of all this. Basically, I've had Assassin's Creed Valhalla freeze once on me on Xbox Series X, and then I've had it hard reset the console out of nowhere. Oh yeah, I've had I have had that on yeah. um, uh, uh, the Falconeer crash to the dashboard on me uh, yeah. twice uh, actually. Yeah, and I don't know why. Don't know why. But it hasn't happened since, fortunately. Uh, but I've I've not had anything with the PS5 yet. But I constantly feel on edge on both consoles, <laughs> and I yeah, say I, yeah. I'm saving all the time because I'm like yeah. something's going to happen. It's going to happen, isn't it? And it's really annoying as well because it's a shit way to start off a new generation worrying about your console exploding. Yeah, this, this is true. I've not had um, I've not had any on PS5. I think I've had I've had just a crash to the dashboard a couple times on. I think the Falcon. Oh, actually, I think I had. I think while I was playing Black Ops, it may have done. Was it? No, I, I had, can't. Remember. I had no problems personally with Black Ops on the series. Yeah, X. I think it maybe it's just a a, a, a lucky. Oh, thing. I tell a lie. No, it was tr- the first time I tried to connect to multiplayer. It matched me up, and the match was about to begin, and then it crashed me to the dashboard. It's probably just general foibles of like yeah. early early games, early <clears throat> architecture, people feeling their way around new machine. I mean, it's probably just one of those things. Hopefully... Is it? Is it something But I, can... I'd have to say, I've not had that much of it. I've not, I don't think I've had any on the PS5. I've only had it no, a couple times. No, I haven't on. yet. But I feel like maybe we're lucky and who knows. Maybe, That's true. Uh, maybe it could happen any time. I hope it's something that they can rectify with firmware, but I don't know. Do you know. remember when uh, Watch Dogs was just like crashing everyone's shit on uh, yeah. what was it like the, the 1x or the well, i think it was the 1x actually wasn't it so that's another instance where i was extremely lucky because i the, usually as a rule these things tend to happen to me 
but it didn't with Watch Dogs, and I was able to review it on time when oh, a lot of uh, outlets couldn't. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, that'll just about do us. Thanks ever so much to the listeners. Uh, mm. Thanks to uh, Adam Cook, Andy B, and Cullum Ahern for our musical jingles. Yeah, uh, don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on Instagram. Yeah. Do go on Twitter at RichieW82, at Joshy Wise, at VideoGamer.com. Email me, podcast at VideoGamer.com, with the questions, theories, comments, queries. But go on VideoGamer.com for your uh, video gaming needs, as ever. Uh, and that'll just about do it. It's goodbye from me, goodbye. It's goodbye from Rich. See you next time. See you later. See you later.